simplest and the best. As you know, each week I warn you, it's all downhill from there. So <laughs> that was Cameron. I'm Michael. We're back. Hi. And we've gathered together to tell you that sin warps the way you view the world. Yes, now, it does. You're smart people, you knew that, but today is going to be fun. We are going to look at specifically three warpings okay. of the world due to sin. Mm -hmm. That is our common theme for the day. Um, one's a duh, one's a you've got to be kidding me, and then one's a, okay, that's kind of funny when you think about it. All right. All right? Okay, All right. I'm ready. Do we, do we just want to dive right in? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, hermit lady, let's go. <laughs> All right. Do you remember couple months ago, we all had to have this massive impeachment trial because Trump was spouting lies and trying to get people to overturn the election. And we were told from multiple sources that he had a call, that President Trump had a call with the Secretary of State of the state of Georgia and told him that he needed to go after and find the cheats. Do you, do you remember that? I remember the whole impeachment and the issues. Well, that with was that, the kickoff. I don't know all the details, but that yes, was the kickoff. Was that. the Georgia Secretary of State saying, "Oh, he was on a conference call with me, and he told me we got to get the cheats," and and okay. that was the that was the story. And the New York Times corroborated the story with their sources, and okay. three other newspapers corroborated the story that the Washington Post put out there. So everybody's agreeing that Trump that made this, a call that, saying that, and, You're and that he said find this. Them. Yes. Okay. So I have to tell you that story, so I can tell you this story. Last week, I think it was last week, my time gets away from me. It might have been week four last. The Washington Post put out there that, well, um, yeah, no, we, nobody said that. So now Trump didn't have a phone call with the governor? Or no, he, they're no. not corroborating the story that it actually did happen? Or he they're the saying they didn't say it? <laughs> he had the phone call. Okay. He encouraged them to investigate the election, thinking there was some underhanded business. Okay. At no point did he say what he was literally quoted in the Washington Post as saying. They made oh, it up. So they're backtracking that, well, yeah, he made a phone call and saying that something's no, no, suspicious. You're missing, you know, you're missing the point. Yes, I am. I'm they missing. made up a quote and said that they got the quote from an anonymous source. Other newspapers then said they spoke to people who were on the phone call and they heard this quote as well. Hmm. And now they're admitting... Well, no, none of that actually happened. The quote never wasn't said. The, the quote never happened. And it was, oh, the, it was the big test case for the impeachment. It was part of the kickoff. In a nutshell, major newspapers in this country have admitted out loud that when it was something that suited our interest, we just made up a story. We just completely made up a story. It's called we lied. We yes. lied. We yes, lied, they lied, did. lied, lied, now, lied. as a Christian, <clears throat> we can immediately dive into this and go, I can't imagine why this would be a problem. Yeah. No, no, we we see the problem because yes, that's literally one of the commandments. Thou we shalt not, not lie. lie. Don't even make it up. Don't pretend. Yeah. No. Don't even joke. And no, if you don't like that a one, continue on into the list and look at don't bear false witness. Same thing. It means don't lie. Well, <laughs> agreed, but different contexts. Yeah. Don't so, make it up. Why does the world think this is okay? Because this connects us to our kickoff. Sin warps the way you view the world. Why is it okay for newspapers, the people who you are supposed to be able to trust to report stories to you, mm -hmm. why is it okay to literally invent a story? I guess to get you 
thinking about what may be happening? No. I have no idea. That doesn't. There is, there is no reason why. I well, just, no, no. I have, they have a reason. I have no idea what it would be, like I said, other than to promote their own agenda. That's the only thing I can think of. I'll help you out. Yes, please do. Christian. I have no idea. Christian. Is what they did wrong? Yes. Okay. Beyond the fact that they lied, why is it wrong? See, when you say they lied, that's surface level. Mm-hmm. You told a lie. That's like this is what we do with children. When children don't clean up their rooms, you look at them. You're like, when the four year old won't pick up his toys, you tell them, "You have you made a mess. This is your responsibility to clean up the mess." Now that's surface level for the four year old. Yes. The adult understands that beyond just you took those toys out, you're going to put those toys away. There is an understanding of authority. Mm -hmm. There is an understanding of stewardship that you are trying to impart into the child. There is an understanding of care and responsibility. All of those things are above that four-year-old's head, but they are there. So what I'm saying is don't give me the Sunday school answer. So when you don't know what the answer is in Sunday school, when in doubt, say Jesus. You're going to be right probably half the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, when you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. All and yes, right. that's actually a song. So what I'm saying is, why was this wrong? Well, because they lied. That's four-year-old pick up your toys because you took them out. I want to know what's the underlying reason why it's wrong. Because they are Excuse me. supposed to be giving information i mean they're they're supposed to be trusted they're supposed to be given information for people to think about and to form their own opinion on based on facts not based on whatever it is they feel you need to know about or made up it's a trust issue it's you can't that's you can't trust what they're saying you have to fact check everything now because they lied and when they admit that yeah we lied oh well uh, no, not a well. I can't See, trust what you. Everything you print from this point forward is garbage. It should be burned. There it is, and that's a deeper issue. Uh, here's a, here's a silly example. Mm-hmm. If you gave a crackhead a hundred thousand dollars, and came back a week later and found out that the crackhead stole my money, like you had him hold it for you, mm-hmm. the crackhead stole my money and spent it all on crack. Everybody you told that story to would look at you and say, "What? Well, it was a crackhead. Why'd you give it to him?" So you're kind of like, eh, the crackhead stole from me. That's not a shock. But when I put my $100,000 in the bank, and the bank, and the bank manager it. embezzles my money and yeah. steals it from me, there is a different level of anger and upset because I should have been able to trust you with this. Yes. And I couldn't. No. This becomes the deeper worldview issue. From a Christian moral perspective, this is not just a you told me a lie. This is a violation and breach of the public trust. Yes, exactly. This is why the Catholic Church abuse scandals were such a big deal. This is why the Boy Scout sexual abuse story is such a big deal. Why churches abusing their authority on, with uh, with battered women and things like that is such a big deal. Yes. It's not just a you've done a wrong thing. You have done a wrong thing, but you have done it from a position that undermines the greater institution. In this case, mm-hmm. these newspapers, in a lot of towns, small newspapers are dead. Nobody yeah. buys them. So the majority of these stories are taken from AP Wire or from larger sources, and they're just recycled. So exactly. if you are one of the large newspapers, the New York Times, the Washington Post, or anything like that, you are actually placed into a position where you have been entrusted with something, mm-hmm. and you are now not just lying to people, but you are violating the public trust. 
Now, yes, you are. we had to establish that so that we could then ask this fun question. Okay. Why'd they do it? I don't know. Why would you want to do anything to instill doubt in what it is you're printing? Because they didn't. Or they don't think they did. They don't think they have. How do you not think... Okay, I understand sin messes up even everything. That would be the noetic effect of the fall. Yes. So, how? What is? what justifies them in their mind that they didn't lie? Orange man bad. So, they don't like Trump. So, Therefore, me making a lie up about him <clears throat> is justified because I don't like The him. ends, in their worldview, the justify the means. We have to get rid of them no matter what now, look, ends. I am no fan of Trump. <clears throat> when Trump is, to me, is like every other politician in human history. When you do something good, I say, good job, good I job. like that. When you do something bad, I say, bad politician, and I get a rolled up newspaper and smack him on the nose with it. It's exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't hold any politician up to any standard other than what you're doing at that moment. (laughs) if your goal is he has got to go and you have rejected any underlying objective morality, then my morality becomes subjective. Yes, I can lie about this because it accomplishes a good thing. It gets that evil man out of office. It gives us – and if the end result of the thing that I do is good, then the thing that I do cannot be bad. That's the objective see, pagan morality. That's how that's how children act. If you would like to understand the argument for abortion, we just explained it. Yeah. See, it would be bad if I had a child because I can't afford the child and it would mess up this. And see, all of these things that would damage in my life. So I'm going to have this abortion so that all of those things in my life are not damaged. That is objectively good in my mind. Therefore, the thing that I do is objectively good. It's for the better good. No, no, no. <clears throat> oh, the quote-unquote... For my better In their system, if my life is better, that is objectively good. Therefore, anything that allows my life to be better is objectively Uh good. See the problem of subjective morality? Oh, yeah. You're literally seeing how far has it infected the the, the conscience of Western civilization in that newspapers entrusted to the public good are now saying, we did the public a good thing. We engaged in an activity that got this man impeached. We did good. Therefore, what we did was good. It was good. This is important because as you think through the things that are going on in your world, you have to think through them at the base level. That's why I say, don't just sit there and go, well, of course it's bad. They lied. No, 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 no. Go beyond that. Excuse me. There is more to it than they said a bad thing. That you understand what is being accomplished and then decide what's going on. Train yourself, Christian, in this postmodern pagan world to think of things presuppositionally, understanding the foundations that they are standing. As I said yesterday, I'll say again today shameless plug alert. Shameless plug alert. Download the episodes from Tuesdays. The Worldview Foundations. If you want to start formulating your own Christian worldview that hinges on these things and builds upon them, you will by doing that, you will then see where they are standing on the sinking sand, and you will be able to take a fire hose to their sand and undermine their arguments. But you have to train yourself to think of things at a deeper level. All yes. right. With that in mind, are you ready for story number two? All right. Here we go. All right. We have entered into a brave new world. We have expanded the trials of the coronavirus vaccine, heretofore now known as the Roe. 
how okay we've expanded the trial so yes. i mean we're no longer we're now we're still testing while we're giving it out so well we're giving we, it out to people we've already tested now we're testing brave new frontiers to see if we can give them the roe vaccine as well all right we are now testing the roe vaccine on children six months and older six months <laughs> I saw Illinois opening up to 16-year-olds and older. Because and that's already, it's already approved for emergency use for 16 and older. They are now testing it. So it's not approved. They're testing it to see if it's safe. Now, how do you test to see something is safe on an infant without actually testing and in, injecting the infant? You don't. You test it by injecting the infant. Oh, my goodness. So there are parents out there. They're too young to be tinkering with no, this. If you're going to test, we test medication on children. This is how we got... Uh, chickenpox vaccine. This is how we got polio vaccine. I mean, Jonas Salk actually tested the polio vaccine on his own children. Well, because, his children, well, because he had run through his <laughs> trials enough. He couldn't get really approval and get people to take it. So he's like, no, I'm going to give it to my own kids to test it on them and see how it works because he yeah. was convinced it was safe at that point. Yes. Now, the reason you test a vaccine on children is because you are treating for a disease that is deadly to children. Yes. So... This is why they tested flu vaccines on children, because the annual flu, influenza A and B, and sometimes C, kills children. It can. We tested the measles vaccine and the smallpox vaccine vaccine on children, because measles and smallpox are fatal childhood diseases. They kill kids. Yes, children die. Too many of them, yes. Worldwide, do you know what the death rate actually is for children from the row? It's like I haven't seen. It's like less than a thousandth of a percent. Yeah, because I haven't seen. It's like like three zeros behind a decimal before you get to even thinking about yes. a one. Yes, I mean, that's whereas like, adults is still two zeros. I'm not or taking one the zero. coronavirus <clears throat> vaccine because for my age group, for my current health conditions, I have about a 99.99 percent of surviving if I catch coronavirus. Same here. So I have no desire to take the vaccine. The people I we we both know a couple of folks who are in a more at risk group who are taking yes. the vaccine. Two are fully vaccinated. One is going to finish his vaccination cycle on Saturday. They're doing well so far, and I'm thankful for that. Yes. So I have no issues if you decide you want to take it. I didn't call them heretics. I didn't say burn the witch. I went on with my life, and they'll go on with theirs. Once they're vaccinated, they shouldn't have to worry about if I have the row because they've been vaccinated. Just like if you come around me with chickenpox, I don't freak out. You know why? Because as a child. I, I had chicken had pox. Chicken I'm not pox. worried about it. So <clears throat> that's for my age group. Children are at literally almost no risk of this virus. Not only are they at almost no risk of this virus, they are they hardly are spreading the virus. Yes. They're not even vectors for spread. Mm-mm. There is no legitimate reason on planet Earth that children under 16 years of age need a vaccine. So we're testing it on them. Now, that's one bad part of the story. In order to test a vaccine on a child under the age of one, or really under the age of 16 years old in this country, you need consent from whom? The parents. Which means there are parents out there who are so worried about children catching, spreading, and dying from the row that they are willing to allow their infants to be guinea pigs. Sin corrupts the way you view the world. Why in tarnation would they do this? I have no idea. Their yes, you immune do. System, well, I mean, uh, yeah. Because they're afraid. They don't want anything to happen there to their is. children. They are, they are we fearful. Talked, they're not afraid. They are terrified of their child getting sick. You and I, I talked about this probably, what was last March or April, we talked about living in fear as this just happened. 
Yes. As the as the the pandemic just really was getting underway. Mm-hmm. None of that has changed. Mm-hmm. Not a bit. It's gotten worse because the longer we prolong all that we do to yeah. prevent it, the worse we, we make think it worse. it's going to be. We make Whereas, it worse. Now, why are th- why are they willing to take these extraordinary measures for something that is really not extraordinary for their demographic? And the answer is you said they're afraid, but you nailed it. I don't know if you meant to nail it like that. They're afraid of something happening to their child. Yes. Now look. As a mom, I, I don't want things to happen either. I worry whenever they start running a fever or whatever. It's like, is this just something simple or is it something worse? As but a parent. I have to relax and As trust. a parent, every parent has had that worry. Every yes, parent has had that this is fear. Natural. Yeah, you think this or, But as Christians, what must we always balance that worry and fear with? With what we know, and what we know is that God is sovereign. He's in control. And at the moment when they have a fever and I give them medicine and it doesn't go down, and I two hours later I give them another dose of fever medicine and it still doesn't go down, I start to worry. I have to stop, pray, acknowledge who is in control, and I just have to watch and wait on the Lord and just pray that he gives me the wisdom to know like if we need to go to the hospital because this is more. But again, I can't protect them from everything i i can't do that once again the ends justify the means now here's the thing as you get younger with this vaccine the side effects are worse because it stimulates an artificial immune response and these babies are still um, whose immune system is more hyper attuned to the world around them than a three or four year old oh my goodness and infants yeah, their immune systems are on fire. Yes, they're catching every little little germ that goes by. And that's so a good thing because their bodies are building now immunity Now you're going to, to it, stimulate an artificial immune response. The side effect profile for children is going to probably be amazingly bad. But once again, this connects us to our first story. Why is that good? Why is it good to take that risk? Because objectively, what am I doing? Protecting them from all colds. Flus, I mean, all symptoms of a cold and a flu. And because of my fear, the ends justify the means. Because in in the pagan world, and I'm going to keep saying this. If this bothers you, by the way, when I call the pagans pagans, you're just going to have to listen to somebody else or get over it. Because I'm going to keep saying this. It's a if it is not a Christian worldview, sacrificing our children. This is if it is not a Christian worldview, then by definition, it is a pagan worldview there's not remember uh fancy theological terms of the day there is no tertium quid there is no third thing or third way Mm -mm. broad road to hell narrow road that leads to life christian worldview non-christian worldview simpler way of saying non-christian pagan so there you go not a term of derision term of identification when you enter into a pagan worldview who is sovereign you are there it is. And as sovereign, it is my responsibility to take care of all of these things. Yep. God has been removed from his throne. I have seated myself upon it. And therefore, I will now make this moral calculus. I would never make that moral calculus for my children because I would weigh that out and go, no, in a, in a world sovereignly run by God, I have no need for my children to have this. And if your child is immune compromised or there's something else, then then we will take steps to protect your child. Yes. But that doesn't involve injecting other healthy kids no. with experimental again, stuff. Again, you want to talk about, I mean, <laughs> vaccines are something they've been screaming about for years with autism, autism, autism. Mm-hmm. They call it. They cause it. As a mom who has a child on the spectrum, I do not believe. I saw symptoms of oh, yeah. autism 
but by around four months of age, I started seeing little things that kind of gave me clues as to where we were. So before he even got his first round of shots, I was already seeing. You mean them. that staring? Yes, the staring. <laughs> yes, yes, that 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 odd stare. But when I'm like, I can't even get my thoughts wrapped around this. Really no, because, because it's, it's like insane. It is insane. It is insane. Children aren't dying from polio. Children aren't dying from measles now. We still give the measles, mumps, and rubella, the MMR. But that's why children are dying from that's it. If why you stop not. mass Whooping vaccinating, cough. if you actually yes. stop vaccinating for measles, well, then it's it's back in California because they've got they've oh, had no. an, they've had enough kids not vaccinated that they're actually starting to have outbreaks of in on in non-vaccinated children and children who haven't had their full cycle well, yeah. of vaccinations yet. So yeah. no, measles so, is back. Whooping so yeah, cough is back. Their babies are too young to know if they're already having developmental delays. Their children. Uh, up until you're two to three years of age, your developmental scale is every one of them's different. Oh, yeah. And the same thing with four and five year olds. It, but again, giving something that's this controversial to a child that you don't even know if they're already on an issue, if they have a developmental issue or not, before you even give it to them, you are setting yourself up for not to major. Mention, what major are the long term side effects of this of this of the Roe vaccine? We don't know. We exactly. only had it for less than six exactly. months. Exactly. You don't until you have some manner of long term side effect profile and yes. consequence. You don't give things to children. That's no. just that's just common sense. But again, why? Why are we doing this? Because the pagan worldview, in an effort to save itself, ultimately does what? Say I am in control no. of what it is. It's or worse. The government is. And in an effort to save itself, it sacrifices itself. Yeah. There's no altruism in a pagan worldview. No, there is not. only survival by any means necessary. Yeah. Once again, sin warps and corrupts the way you view the world. Because of my fear and because of my lack of faith and trust, I am willing to potentially sacrifice this great gift God has given me because I don't recognize it as a great gift. Mm-hmm. And because I trust implicitly things that I should be asking questions about. It's a fun yes. little mindset, isn't it? Oh my goodness! This is right. it's a scary mindset. After that, we need something. We need something lighthearted. Yes, right? I'm gonna have to get, hug my children. <laughs> and, and I will. And I I was gonna use the story anyway, but I have double motivation for the story. Okay. I I gave Lou this trivia question yesterday. The United States is where we get the most of our podcast downloads. Yes. All right. Can you name the second place country that we get the most of our? Yes. After the United States, what country? In the world. The world in general. Downlo- no, no, us, specifically. Oh, specifically. What us, okay. country after the United States downloads, and within the United States, it's Illinois, Michigan is number two. This country would be number three for locations for downloads. Oh, I've looked at it before you've showed me, but I cannot remember. <coughs> ah! I want to say Brazil, but that's, no. Europe. No, Europe's not a country. And that's true. It's not. It's the whole area. <laughs> is it in Europe? <laughs> no, it is not. Trinidad and Tobago. No, they're in the top five, though. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, India. 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 Interesting. Yes. Okay, that had, that's a lot from the very because it's been a while since I've seen yeah. seen the the stats all sheets right. and all. Interesting. Okay. Cool. <sighs> very very cool. Small world. You are gonna like this. Oh, wow. And so. I am for all of our Indian listeners. I am sorry. I'm just apologizing in general. You have names to say? I do. (laughs) But we discovered this week that ripped jeans are evil. Evil! Ripped Ripped jeans jeans are evil. Um, Okay. The chief minister of the state of 
Uttarakhand. 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 I'm not going to try to repeat no it, so I'll just I've trust maybe you. try to say it enough ways. I might hit the right way eventually. I don't know. Um, his last name is Rawat. Okay. I'm going to go with Rawat. All right. He has been under fire this week and last week because he had the audacity to tell women that ripped jeans were evil. Evil. Would you like to hear the quotes? Wait a minute. Okay. When we're talking ripped jeans, we're not talking about like kids got a hole in the knee ripped jeans. We're talking about the ones that had the yeah. little cuts sliced yeah. in them. I have a pair of those. Yes. I wear them when I cut grass. Evil. I mean, they got paint stains on them and I wear them when I cut grass and such. Okay. So now I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. All right. Yeah. What did he say? He was making a moral qualification. Okay. So you run a non-government organization and you wear jeans ripped at the knees and move about in society. Children are with you. What values will you teach? He asked. A member of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu nationalist Bharatiya Janata Party. Okay. I'm sorry again for all of my butchering there. <laughs> I'm lucky I can say my own name, much less anybody else's. Mr. Rawat went on to describe ripped jeans as clothing that both caused and was symptomatic of moral turpitude. When was the last time you had moral turpitude dropped outside of the movie Porky's? I was going to say. <laughs> and critis- and don't watch Porky's. It will not do you good. It will not do you good. Endorsement there. And criticized parents for allowing their children, especially girls, to wear them. The chief minister chastised Indians for running towards nudity. <coughs> Excuse me. And claimed that while people in India were wearing ripped jeans, those abroad were covering their bodies and properly doing yoga. <laughs> Improperly doing yoga. No, and properly doing yoga. Yoga is a Hindu oh, practice. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So they're wearing them abroad as well as doing yoga. No, no, no. India, Hindus in India are wearing ripped jeans and engaging in moral turpitude, uh-huh. whereas Hindus outside of India are dressing properly and doing yoga like good Hindus should. Oh, okay. Should we tell them what they have to wear when they wear, when they do yoga? I was about to say, you can see I've every this, nook and cranny in I have pants. made this argument for years, and I keep telling you when you go to the women's meeting that yoga pants, <laughs> leggings, are not pants. <laughs> leggings are not pants. Ladies, your shirt must cover your backside and your front side. There are just some nooks and crannies we don't need to see. So that, Ooh, that's anyway. a different discussion. Okay. So back now, to the ripped jeans. Let's have some fun with this because this is, I actually think, believe it or not, this is a worthwhile conversation to have. I agree too. So is it, views, because now he was mocked mercilessly. And are heart. you surprised? No, this day and, and age. The, um, the big whoa, campaign. Wait a minute. Was it women who were mocking yes, him yes, or yes, men? Yes, 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 yes. It was women. It was women. It was women. Wow. I think they were all women. I mean, I did. It's twenty twenty one. I didn't check. Oh, okay. So, Women's groups, I guess. Well, no. What what the big campaign was was uh-huh. all these Indian women just started posting pictures of themselves on social media wearing ripped jeans. Okay. Just you know. Wearing a shirt, wearing ripped jeans, taking the kids to the park, driving in traffic, you know, whatever. I'm, I, They're air-conditioned jeans is yeah, what we call them back in jeans. the South. So, <laughs> my question Ouch. becomes this, and this is my joke about leggings. Uh-huh. Are leggings, which are not pants, are they <laughs> evil? No. There's no, place no, they're for not. Them. No, they're not. Place for are ripped jeans evil? No. No. Now, can... You wear leggings in a so so maybe I should say this. Leggings and ripped jeans are not in and of themselves sinful. No, they're not. Can you wear leggings in a sinful manner? Yes. Yes. Can you wear ripped jeans in a sinful manner? Yes. 
do ripped jeans signify that you are engaged in the slippery slope of morality and you are sliding towards Gomorrah? The existence of them in your closet. Does it signify that? No. No, no, it no, does not. No. Could your wearing of ripped jeans yes. be a demonstration of your slouching and sprinting towards Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. Yes, I can wear my leggings at home while I'm cleaning house. I can wear my ripped jeans when I'm at home working in the yard, painting the living room. You could wear perfectly appropriate ripped jeans to Walmart and it not be sinful. You could wear perfectly appropriate ripped jeans to Walmart and it be sinful. Yes. This is where this becomes very difficult to understand. And this is where Mr. Rawat stumbled into the problem, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Christian. This is a lesson I tried to teach myself several years ago. Some days I do really well. Some days I don't. Be very careful ascribing motives to other people. Yes. I, and I'm immediately thinking of the, the Washington Post story we started with. Mm-hmm. Because we know what the stated goal of those papers were, and it was to get Trump out of office. Yeah, I'm not ascribing so. the motive. No. That's what their motive is. They Once they've so. given me their motive, I can then I can begin them. to make distinctions. <laughs> so when I see you... Wearing jeans or ripped jeans, even or any even if I purpose, jeans. even if I personally do not believe that ripped jeans are appropriate, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I hold to this, but let's just assume for the sake of argument that I think ripped jeans are inappropriate. If I see you in them, are you automatically a harlot? No, no, no. This is important because if you are always going to ascribe motive. Based on your moral understanding, you are going to, one, be miserable, Mm -hmm. and two, be fighting the wrong fight. Do you want to fight the right fight? Then explain how ripped jeans could be a problem. Explain what you mean by moral turpitude, which again, great, great line. It should be used more often. (laughs) Explain what these problems are and how they engage themselves in the world, and then a de- attack and deal with them. Mm-hmm. This again why I said don't look at the Washington Post story and go, they lied, that's terrible. Yeah, but there's more to it. Ripped jeans are evil, maybe. May, yeah, maybe. Why are they evil? What do you want to do about it? Because you can, I mean, is it because you can see skin? Is it where they're ripped? Is it the fact that you look like you just finished working and you have no personal responsibility Conversely, or care about yourself? I don't know what, Exactly, like you said, moral yeah. turpitude. I don't, or turpitude, yeah. I don't know exactly. Isn't that the where, stuff you take paint off the walls with? <laughs> turpentine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know exactly what it is he specifically is going for or views. Which is why the my complaint was the social media campaign, which is post your picture in your ripped jeans. Why? What is that accomplishing? Uh, yeah. And this is part of the problem is so somebody said something silly. Okay, this goes back to the, was, yeah, I don't remember what the dude's name was, the Japanese guy who got sick of the meetings because women talk too much. At the Olympics, <laughs> yes. I was, th- I was just saying, it reminds me of him. He did resign finally. They got, yeah. they got to him. I don't know if Rawat has resigned yet. That was the other call is he obviously can't participate in public society anymore. He thinks ripped jeans are a problem. Again, he's entitled to hold that. He's even entitled to express that and espouse that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you actually sit down and have the discussion and ex- and talk about what is the proper role for clothing? What is the proper role for the use of the body in the public square? What yeah. is the proper distinction between religious morality and 
pagan morality. I would love to have that conversation with people because you know what pagan morality is? Non-existent. No morality. It's right there like that face with the, uh, on Mars years ago that turned out to be yes, a shadow. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> See, these are the conversations we're not having because we never get past the headline and we never get past the initial, oh, I can't believe you did that, so yeah. that we actually handle the worldview. Remember, Christian, this is the noetic effect of the, of the fall. Sin warps the way you view the world. That's true of the evil pagan, Christian. It's true of you too. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason we spend so much time thinking and evaluating who we are and what we do in, re- in response and in light of what this world is up to. See, the other thing is, you know why they mocked him? Why? They don't want to have the conversation. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Because yeah, their morality is non-existent. Yeah. Therefore, they can't. All they can say is, just tell me what's inappropriate about my genes. But they don't mean that as in, give me a list. They mean that, who do you think you are to tell me my genes are inappropriate? Yeah. Don't tell me how to live. I'm a strong, independent woman. Don't need no man. And you don't get to tell me how to live. And I, yeah, exactly. They just go to. And then you sound like the child, the teacher from Charlie Brown. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. Nobody's listening to you anymore. And exactly. I think that's the problem with feminists now is no one's listening because they just rail on everything. Well, yeah. So because nobody again, even wants to sit them down. You can't have the conversation no, because they, they don't allow want. It. They don't want the conversation because again, where you is their expose everything about them that they don't want? Ding, to ding, 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 ding. They ding. do not want the exposure. They want to. They want the recognition, but they don't want to expose everything there is. And as long as you can't question me because I keep you quiet by yelling at you all the time about what I don't like and how dare you, blah 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 they can get away with it. Yeah. So again, he may be right. There may be a moral turpitude problem, and one of the symptoms is the genes. We're never going to know because nobody's going to have the conversation Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to do the self-reflection and the evaluation of their lives to understand who they are and how they're walking. Christian, we can, and we should Mm -hmm. do better. We We should be evaluating our lives. Somebody goes, are you sure that outfit's appropriate? You should be able to say, yes, and here's why. Why? What problems do you have? And be able to talk about it. Yeah. Stop being so defensive. Walk in faith and community, and then deal with one another. So, what have we learned here today, children? Truth is relative in a pagan culture. Yay. Progress is relative in a pagan culture. (laughs) Yes, it is. And questions are verboten, good German word of the day, in a pagan culture. Verboten? Verboten, forbidden. Verboten, V-E-R-B-O-T-T-E-N, verboten. 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 Okay, I was saying it's ver- German. You have to say Bolton. it angrily. Verboten. I was thinking it was Bolton, like Michael Bolton. <laughs> when a man loves a woman, so it's Verboten. 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 Unless you want to sing about the Verboten. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> when the okay. lights. So you learned German today, too, a little bit. There you I'm, go. I'm too Southern for German. There <laughs> I can't you do it. There's just yeah, so There's Southern German. That's where all the good beer is. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. I just, I, I can't enunciate or pronounce words right yeah. all the time. Yeah. French was not good for me in high school because I couldn't. I'm still never going to figure I this out. You, it, but I you took it. two <laughs> years of it. French in high school. I know more French than you do. Yes. I know La Glace, which is ice cream. And fromage, which is cheese. Je suis fatigué, which means I am tired. So you can, in a tired state, order cheese ice cream. I can have cheese. I can have. I can get my dairy and calcium good to go. And, take a nap. and I can take a nap. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm kind of. Oh, any what? Anything that you might see on TV? Yeah, oh, my I'm done. 
<laughs> Questions, comments, complaints, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. Go to the website, practicaltheologyministries.com. You can find links to some resources, catch up with sermons, all the stuff at the church. I'm still waiting on my t-shirts. Nobody has sent those in yesterday. That has to do with what Lou and I were talking about yesterday. So I keep hoping someone will send us an awesome t-shirt. I had a great idea. Oh, okay. You have to listen to the podcast to hear what that is. So uh, yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. That's, that's on the agenda for tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. That's everything that we have to cover. So pay attention, think through things. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.